0: Hey, Chosen Chosen Fam! fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to Season 7 of the Tell Me About It podcast.
1: In this season, we're bringing you the Seasons of Life series, where we interview different guests and friends of ours in different stages of life.
0: We believe in the power of testimony, and the word makes it clear that we're better together.
1: If you aren't caught up, feel free to subscribe and binge our first six seasons wherever you find your podcast.
0: And if this podcast has impacted you, we would be honored if you would rate us within your podcast app of choice grab your chick-fil-a nuggets with us and And let's let's get get this party started hey chosen girl fam welcome back well, well, uh, is there a song that welcome back welcome
1: back welcome yes. back thank you okay, if maddie-, Liz. <laughs> maddie if there's a song we will find it and sing it on this podcast i love it <laughs> I, honestly we should have we should have practiced that yes we a trio yes but y'all our friend maddie is back maddie thank you so much for being here
2: Thank you for having me. I, I'm so excited to be back. It's been many months, and wish we could be gathering in person right now. But happy to be able to to chat virtually. One of the blessings of you know social media and the way that it brings people together. And I'm um, very thankful for this time
0: so true and so if you guys have not binged our previous episode where Maddie's been on um I will introduce her real quick and share that Maddie and I've been friends for many years we met while uh, we were both living here in Nashville and she has moved on to big things and um gotten married in the in the last couple of years and which is just it's been a crazy time I feel like I'm like I need those last two years back because my brain starts trying to compile it all into about one but yeah. <laughs> um but she is sweet she runs the account me too sister and always just bringing the truth and vulnerability she is such a joy to be around has so much wisdom she does not give herself enough credit so I'm happy to give it to her Um, but we're so glad to have her back on the pod to talk about where she is in the season of life and y'all know how we do around here we're just the best gal pals the last time we, we were I think on the pod we talked about this is like what having a board of directors is like and I have not forgotten that since but just so thankful for her her and her friendship so Maddie thanks so much for coming back with us
2: I'm so honored thank you again and I appreciate those those kind words so always thankful to be with my chosen girl fam
1: <laughs> girl yes you are you are a chosen girly and and we always leave our conversations leaving more filled up than we mm-hmm. can even before so thank you so much for being that safe and vulnerable space and if y'all follow us on Instagram y'all know we are constantly sharing this girl's beautiful words in her beautiful handwriting Mm -hmm. uh, on our Instagram stories, because y'all her spirit is just such a beautiful thing. And and the words that she has to share with the world, thank Maddie. Thank you for your obedience in that. Um, But as you know, from the questions we sent you, we're doing the seasons of life um, podcast series, trying to foster mentorship within the podcast, because we have listeners, ages like 18 to like 35 and i'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. and and if you're out of that age range y'all know you're welcome you're still chosen girlies so um pretty much the biggest changes of anybody's life ever are happening within Mm -hmm. like that time frame yeah um the 20s are wild we're experiencing drastic life changes within like a decade and so we're just so thankful that you're here to share where you are and what god's doing in your life right now so i guess just right out the gate what season of life are you in right now
2: oh goodness so as you guys have probably heard me say already um, it is, it's hard to say it's even just one season cause it's felt like it's gone on and on. And as Liz said, it's, you know, it's been two years now and it feels like, oh man, it's been one month and 10 years at the same time. Um, but this season, I, the best way I know how to describe it is I was sitting in a waiting room uh, yesterday and I was looking around and I took a picture of the waiting room and I said, I feel like I am in the waiting room of life. <laughs> like, that's the best way I know how to describe it. Uh-huh. Um, I, there are so many things that I have prayed for long and hard that I'm just waiting on, Um, whether that be, uh, well, I'll, I'll get into it a little bit later on, but I would definitely say that, um, you know, when you turn 18, you graduate high school, and you're like, okay, next is college, maybe, or, or trade school, or my career, and then next is dating next is marriage next is kids. There's always something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, um, you know, by God's grace, I hit a few of those milestones and then realized, oh crap, like (laughs) this is never ending. Like there's always something ahead and there's always going to be something that you're praying through and processing through. And for me specifically, I've been waiting, um, waiting on God for a couple of answers, uh, to some, prayers right now. And that's been, uh, it's been a tough season. I'm not going to lie, but we're in it.
0: (laughs) That's so realistic. Like being, I I, I appreciate the imagery and that's, that's always an interesting just spot to be in. Um, Mm -hmm. because when I think about waiting rooms, how enjoyable that waiting room is, is often dependent upon your urgency of what you need yes you know when we think about you know waiting to waiting to see a physician or in the sense of like waiting to see like the physician you Mm -hmm. know if you're in that season of everything's fine and everything's good and everything's you know sunshine and rain maybe maybe not even sunshine and rainbows just like everything's level the same it's not bad you're like oh wait a little while I don't care but if you're in that season of um Of urgency where you're like I need to know right now because I'm trying to make big life-changing decisions or I'm at a very pivotal point and you're having to wait it definitely changes your perspective um, of where you're sitting so from your perspective right now do you feel like do you are you urgently waiting for something or is there are you just kind of like okay I can sit here for a few minutes like I can be patient
2: yes I would say that there are definitely some things that I am urgently waiting for. And, um, y'all know, I love to keep it real, probably a little too real sometimes. Um, I would say that, um, something that I actually haven't talked too much about on my personal social media stuff is I have been dealing with a serious health crisis for the last few years. Mm -hmm. And, um, so when, when Liz brought up the actual analogy of a physician's office and waiting on the great physician, you know, the great healer, I think that I think of an, an ER, you know, emergency room, and my husband works in the ER. And so I hear his stories all the time. And um, just depending on, you could be waiting for five hours. And if someone comes in, that is, again, more emergent than you, even though you're to you, it seems very serious, and you need to get back there, they're going to take them first. <laughs> and um, so no matter how serious my problems have felt lately, and I'm like, God, I need this to be handled immediately, I need to get back and, and be seen by you, by, be seen by the doctor, um, I'm still in that waiting room. And one of the things that has led to, and in, in my own personal um, spiritual journey and walk with the Lord is for the first time, really, since I became a believer, I have been navigating what it looks like to be angry at God and what it looks like to want to trust and want to believe that uh, he is in control and that he loves me and he hasn't abandoned me, but also dealing with the, the doubt and the anger and the resentment of that and feeling forgotten in the middle of the waiting room. So uh, yeah, it, it is, I'm, I'm waiting specifically just for health and, um, healing and answers, if anything. Um, and there's a lot more, more to that, but that's just the overall, uh, gist right now. And I'm happy to answer more specific questions if you have them. Um, but that is, that is certainly where I'm at right now.
1: Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And we will be praying and believing with you, Thank um, you. in that because I, I mean, Man, as you were talking about just the the things that come along, I guess you could call them side effects of waiting, Mm -hmm. like anger and worry, anxiety and fear, and frustration, and and, you know everything that you just listed. I was thinking about how sometimes I don't I don't want to put words in your mouth from my experience, but what my experience is. Sometimes when other people are experiencing waiting, um, (laughs) I know that believers always try to encourage in really encouraging and positive ways, but sometimes hearing things like, he's in the waiting. And like, you're, you're like, I don't even want to hear that right now. (laughs) Like, I'm so frustrated and I'm going through being mad at God. And, and that is so real that you're sharing this with people. And especially on our, on on the podcast here, where I know that that will, that will touch so many hearts in a very vulnerable way. Mm -hmm. Uh, So can I ask you what, have been some good I guess you would call coping mechanisms for those side effects of waiting like anger and resentment or frustration or you know the things that you've gone through what are some good coping mechanisms that have helped you in your faith and just in the day-to-day of waiting yes Um, yeah
2: absolutely um Golly, and there's so much I want to say. Just even just listening to you talk, I'm nodding my head along to everything you're saying. And there, I mean, we could talk about this for hours. But one thing that has been really transformative, and and I'll be the first to say, I am I am not a perfect example of this. In fact, I mean, just to be frank, one of the reasons it's it's taken me so long to be able to come back on uh, the podcast and and plan this is because. Um, I wasn't in a good spot for a while and I was like I'm not gonna get on here and be a hypocrite <laughs> and tell people that you know you should be praying you should be trusting the lord and, and when I'm not doing it myself
0: mm. and so
2: uh, again we're you know kind of coming over that that season but I had a really transformative moment at a worship night recently and I mean I was a mess um crying before I even got to the building mm. and I went by myself and uh you know thought I'd see some friends but um, Denny was at work and I showed up and I'm, I'm sitting there just hysterically <laughs> sobbing and I'm journaling out because I write everything down. And, um, so for those that are, are processing anger or processing resentment, I would say writing it out helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in this moment of sitting and writing out, um, I actually it's a different journal I have with <laughs> in front of me right now, but I wrote out something along the lines of, um, God, I'm sorry. I've been so far away for so long, but I've been angry at you. And I just processed out my feelings. And, um, you know, we all, we all have different spiritual gifts. I would say for me personally, I do not hear audibly from God. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't have, have that gift, but there are times where I feel like the Lord impresses things uh, on me or, or I, I fear, feel him speak, you know, and as I'm sitting there, just staring at this blank page, I felt the need to write down this almost like a quote from God, again, did not hear this audibly from him, but, um, you can come angry and you can come to me with resentment and burdens, but just come Maddie. And I was, I mean, that was like, (laughs) um, and I think that that was one thing that I did not do for a bit when I was in you know have been in that waiting season was i allowed that anger or that resentment or the sadness of feeling abandoned by god to push me away from him mm-hmm. um and rather than make me want to draw nearer and so to those in a waiting season dealing with these emotions dealing with the side effects of the waiting room i would encourage um them to keep showing up to keep showing up before the Lord. And when you are in a season of, of hurt or waiting specifically, whether you're waiting on, you know, to finally have a good friend in life, if you've gone through a lot of loneliness, if you're waiting to finally get a job offer after college graduation or waiting, you know, you have a desire to be a wife and you're waiting on a spouse, um, whatever you may be waiting for, it can, it can be easy to grow tired, tired, you know, of, of sitting around. (laughs) Um, and I would encourage you rather than trying to take things in your own hand and do, do life on your own and say, you know what? I'm just going to handle this by myself. You continue to sit in his presence and, and come before him, um, and be honest, you know, like the Lord, the Lord knows how we feel. He knows, but he still wants you to tell him. (laughs) He wants you to feel the freedom to be honest with him. And so just personally for me, again, I've not been a perfect example of this, and this is just recently something that I'm working through um but realizing the beauty of you know we've heard all along you can come broken you don't have to come all together but just the power of realizing like God's like listen you can be angry at me and you may not understand but don't stop showing up so that's that's definitely something that I would encourage um our sisters that are kind of in a waiting room season right now
0: that's a word for someone and there's so much power in that just because we have such a gracious God that we can come mm-hmm. to um and you know it doesn't have to and it doesn't have to be perfect, so I'm so grateful for that. One big question that I have, you know, how did you recognize that you were in that that there was that resentment and that there was that anger because I feel like it's easy to pretend like, no, I'm not angry at God, like but yeah you you know you may be holding on to something and and not fully releasing that. How did you come to that that realization
2: mm. That's a great question, friend. (laughs) So again, for me personally, and and as much as I preach vulnerability, you know, things like this can still be embarrassing to admit out loud. Um, But I had been walking through this for a while. And so it took me a while to truly acknowledge um, and then even longer to get over it. Mm -hmm. But I just with my lifestyle and and the job that I have, um, it had been at least two months since I had attended a Sunday service. And I told myself like, oh, well, I'll just watch church online or I'll I'll listen to a podcast later in the week. And before I knew it, it had been weeks before I had listened to a sermon or um, listened to a, a Christian podcast with encouragement. It had been weeks since I had any desire to open my Bible. And when I realized, hmm, something has changed about my lifestyle, meaning I'm not you know, in prayer, the way I used to be, I'm not reading scripture. I had to ask myself why and um, then processing the why with, you know, I think I'm, I'm angry at God, but why, why am I angry? And then processing those. And so I'm a huge advocate for self-awareness, also a huge advocate for, for counseling. I think the Lord um, gives us uh, healers, physicians, doctors, therapists, um, and that there's nothing wrong with tapping into those resources. Mm. And for me, my my therapist has played a vital role in helping me dissect my feelings and um, really get to a point of pursuing emotional health within spirituality. Um, I think that's very important as well. Sometimes we can look at our faith too logically, and then sometimes we can look at it as all feelings. It's not one or the other. It's both and, you know, for and sure. so- I'm not sure. Y'all know I'm a talker, so I could ramble and ramble, but
1: we're, we're listening, girl. We're all <laughs> for sure. um,
2: So I, I'm not sure if that can, you know, concisely answers the, the question, but I think that for me, it, it was a accumulation of realizing I am distancing myself from the Lord, whether I realized it or not, and then having to say why and, and really get to the root of that. And, um, again, just to be frank, there were, there were times where I was okay with the distance. Um, well, I, I thought I was okay with the distance. The reality, I was miserable inside, <laughs> but you know, I was like, I'm do you know, Hey, I've had to make it on my own so far. I'll just keep pushing it. And I, mentally, emotionally just continued to get sick and sick. And um, you know, it truly, Y'all, I like myself so much better with Jesus. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was gonna say that. Um, and we can we can get tired of waiting on on him and his answers, but I promise anytime I've tried to do it on my own, it never works out.
1: Girl, that that is so I, I feel like I resonate with that. And I think so many other people will as well. And I almost, you know, we're all around the same age. Mm-hmm. And I do think that and this is like just my humble opinion and also my experience as well. Um, you know, honesty is such a huge part of what you're talking about with being on an honest enough with yourself to realize what am I going through and how am I reacting to it and who am I taking this out on and, and just like you said, getting to the root of your problems and, and it's almost like a self-revival that I'm hearing of of like just having that you know you always hear of like coming of age stories Mm -hmm. and I do feel like my coming of age in faith what you would think was like when I first established salvation in my life but I would really say it was when I truly lived out or or just came to Jesus as Lord in my adult life like I Mm -hmm. honestly feel like I'm so resonating with what you're saying. And it reminds me so much of Jonah Hmm. and, and just realizing, you know, just avoiding for however long of a season, like, no, I'm mad. No, this is, you know, not even renouncing your faith, not even blatantly saying no to God, but just having a season of just kind of a barren faith, you know, like this is just too much for me to handle. And so, I just I feel like it's so encouraging for our listeners to know that God still has grace for that like that is so normal for people to go through that and Mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that because I I think we've talked about before even on the last episode that you came on how ministry can be so pretty um, on the outside but really like if you even look at Jesus's ministry like he was so messy like (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he was so raw and messy and and I think the reason that we feel like we can't have these conversations is because they're there's a lot of gray area and they're not Mm -hmm. prim and proper and pretty and they don't necessarily look good um Mm -hmm. to ministry standards but I also think that you sharing your heart in this on social media is why so many people want to follow you and Mm -hmm. because they resonate with that um, so thank you for that. First off.
2: Yeah, thank um, you. Well, and I also just want to point out, um, cause just, I just want to add on to what you were saying. Did I cut you off?
1: No, you girl, No, cut you? <laughs> no girl, we're playing badminton right now. We're just, we're, we're, <laughs> uh, we're just going back and forth. That was
2: one of the things that I was having talked to my parents about my dad's a pastor, My mom, you know, my parents are, are solid believers. And so, Talking to them about the season I've been going through was really difficult because I was, I I was really wanting to make sure they knew it wasn't a crisis of faith in the sense of, oh, I, it wasn't that I was, you know, doubting God's existence or, you know, challenging if I believed in him or not. It wasn't that it was simply, again, a season of trying to do things on my own. Again whether it was because I doubted that he actually loved me and cared about me or I doubted that his plan was better than mine um, what, whatever the reason may be, I think that it's so important for people to realize as you said that God does have grace for those who who have questions and I feel like there are still the church I I'm praying and hoping as a whole is on a good trajectory and is moving towards, um, health within the body of Christ, addressing hard issues, but there are still a few topics that overall are a little bit taboo. And I feel like the, the topic of questioning or doubting, um, that whether it's scripture, things in scripture, or just characteristics of God is still a very taboo thing. Like Mm -hmm. you're not supposed to question, you know, just like that's on you. If you have a, have a question or a doubt. Yeah. Um, so I think that's again, why it was just such a breath of fresh air when I felt those words being pressed on my heart of like, Madison, you, you can come to me with those things. Um, but just keep coming,
1: (laughs) you know, keep showing up. Yes. Liz always says, God's not afraid of our questions. Like we're not, Mm -hmm. and and I, I I think that a lot of people think that maybe it's disrespectful, but when I think about the people that, you know, that I have the most mutual respect for in my life, you know, I would consider obviously Liz one of those and my husband one of those, but we're the ones that we can ask those questions. And and the bond is so deep because we have dug deeper right in that well. So I I think that I think that God welcomes questions. I think that He wants us to know who He is. And and that makes the relationship deeper. Mm -hmm. Um and not to change from that subject, but kind of building on that. So you mentioned earlier that you were kind of transitioning out of this hard Mm -hmm. season, which has been like what you said, more than just a season. So that's praise the Lord for that. Mm -hmm. So what have been some gifts that you have been starting to see out of coming out of this or transitioning out of a very deep season of questioning?
2: Mm. Oh gosh. <laughs> the gifts of the season. This is also new. It really is. I mean, um, and I don't, I don't want to ramble too much about all the complexities of the things that I've, I've walked through for the past few years. You're but if, if anything, um, I would just say, you know, you mentioned the, the revival of faith, the the renewal of, um, you know, I've been a Christian for my dad is a preacher. I've been a Christian for as long as I can remember. And now granted my faith has ebbed and flowed, but what does it look like for me now in my late twenties to, to really restart that walk and, um, believe for the first time, truly believe and receive, um, things for the first time about the characteristics of God. And I think the gift of trust um within that relationship is huge and you know that's a catchy phrase trust God trust in the Lord you know we hear (laughs) we hear that we slap it on captions it's you know but what does it look like for that to be a lifestyle um what does that look like for for trust and um surrender to be to be a lifestyle um and I don't know I want to to trust that God has my best intention in in mind, the way that I believe my husband has my best intention in mind, the way that I believe my mama has my best intention in mind. You know, right. um, that's a relationship, and so I would say that you know between the trust, um, the renewal. I mean, those are those are gifts, and they're still new. So again, I never want to act further along in my healing journey than I am. <laughs> uh, right. This is all very very fresh, <laughs> um, and but, but I, I have anticipation and excitement when I look ahead to the upcoming months. Um, I also just want to say just a tidbit, um, for those that are like in a waiting season, waiting is not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just had it in my ma- my mind and went blank, but waiting is, is not, um, still You know, like, I think a lot of people think I'm just going to sit on my behind and wait, wait on God. Mm. And that's, that's not the case. Stagnant. That was the word (laughs) waiting is not stagnant. You know, Uh, like I think about just a pond that's just sitting there and then there's, you know, fungus and mosquitoes and things fester. Like that's not what the waiting season is about, but because waiting is sometimes active, waiting can be tiring. And so one of the gifts that I am really excited about, and like I could cry right now thinking about it, is the gift of rest. Mm. And um, even if you are sitting in that waiting room longer, just the beauty of rest and resting in the Lord and... Even sleep, y'all, I can't tell you the last time. I literally slept zero hours last night. So like, I, I just can't tell you how excited I am to sleep again and to know that like, that's biblical. <laughs> and that, you know, for those that are are up with anxiety or up with fears because they're in this waiting season, again, whatever they're waiting for, just knowing that that there's a beauty to biblical rest and that God desires that. And that's a gift he wants to give them.
0: Girl, say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) For yes. our for our sisters out there that are working hard and that are tired and or especially and you know also I'm thinking about our moms out there mm-hmm. that have mom guilt for not feeling like they're they're working enough, doing enough. For those that are in college and they're trying to make it to the top and they're trying to stay on top of their grades and they're working a job and they're president of the sorority or an organization and they're trying yes. to do it all and you feel bad for taking a break. Thank you for saying that. Yes. I'm like somebody needed to hear that that it is okay to take it to take a breath and I I know that the Lord was he knew exactly what he was doing when um he was like yo you need to take a nap and here's a snack like you'll feel better exactly (laughs) it's it's a gift and you know I'm so I'm just so thankful that you mentioned that and I'm thankful that you're getting entering into that season where you're gonna get to have your time of of rest and it is hard when you've been treading water treading water is exhausting um you're not going anywhere, but you're, but you're still active. Waiting isn't waiting. It's an active, it's an active action verb. Like you're, yes. you're doing something. Um, and like you said, it doesn't mean that you're just sitting there, you know, hoping something's going to happen, but the Lord, and he's given us instructions of what to do in the waiting that we don't have to wait on him to give us the instructions that, you know, the basic things. But mm-hmm. one thing that I, just to kind of bounce off of that, has there been an unexpected gift? of this season you may have been anticipating like after i get here i'll have a chance to rest and i feel like we've all said that at one point like when i get to next week it's going to calm down or next month or like after i finish college i can like finally do x y and z but what's been an unexpected gift of this season that's it for today fam thank you so much for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe and don't forget to visit us on instagram at chosen girl movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources and made us back here next Tuesday.